Hello, and welcome to episode three of Pop Cultural Quintessentials with Cubed. This is Ruben Kiros. I am one third of Cubed. I will be joined by Jonathan and Jacob Kiros in a few moments. As previously mentioned, we recorded all of our Raimi conversation intending to release it as one episode, but it became just too long, so I decided to split it and make it three separate episodes. Uh, this is part three of that. This is our discussion on Spider-Man 3. Um, I hope you guys enjoy. Unfortunately, JQ, uh, that was not the case. Let us now talk about Spider-Man 3 from 2007. You're lying to me. And oh boy, was this this one was a doozy. Masterpiece. <laughs> Masterpiece. Masterpiece, baby. Masterpiece. I, th- I think what made this one worse on this viewing is that those first two movies are so good. Are so good. I mean, I, I've never watched Godfather 3, but like I hear after those first two, it's a downgrade. And I'm not saying Spider-Man's the Godfather, obviously. Not even close. <laughs> what I am I'm saying, saying is... Better than the Godfather. No, what no. I'm saying there's Francis, a... Francis, if you're listening, Mr. Four Coppola, I, I do not believe this. This is all for the purposes of a joke, so don't be angry. Continue. <laughs> what I'm saying is there's a clear drop in quality. And you can tell, like, behind the scenes, this thing had to be a mess. I mean, clearly Sam Raimi wanted to do Sandman. Sandman. But he Sam had Man. to stick in Harry still. And I don't even know how invested he was in Harry. But he had set up Harry through the first two movies, so yeah. you had to pay off that story. Yeah. And then on the other side of that, um, you have Avi, Avi Arad, Avi Arad, and his love of Venom and wanting to bring Venom in. And Sam Raimi did not grow up with Venom comics because Venom was a character that really came in in the nineties. Yeah. So he had no love to this character, no deep connection like Otto or Green Goblin or Sandman or Sandman even. So he didn't have any like desire to yeah. bring this character in. So what we end up with with Spider Man three. Instead of, like, a through-line storyline with the first two are, like, themes that connect the characters, is you end up with, like, four little pocket... Well, is it four? It's, like, three. No, four pocket stories. Four pocket stories. They're all bad. (laughs) And they are all poorly developed. Um, First off, as a general general thing... um, Peter was a dick the entire movie. <laughs> I did not notice that as a kid. I always thought, oh, Peter became a dick after he put the black suit on. No. He, yeah, the that's racist. Before, what that is, Ruben. Before, <laughs> before the movie had even started, it's clear the fame has gone to Peter Parker's head. Like, yeah. the fame of Spider-Man has yeah. gone to his head. And he's just a dick. An abusive uh, boyfriend. Emotionally, Mary, emotionally. Emotionally. Physically later on when he's wearing the black suit. Yeah. Um, but emotionally, like, very bad boyfriend mm. in this entire He's day. horrible. Oh, he's I terrible. Like, I feel like he's just addicted to Mary Jane before the black suit, but after the black suit, he's like, every single person he interacts with He becomes like, like a wife beater, like, right after <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the black suit doesn't do much. It, like, lifts up what's already in Literally, it. the black suit doesn't do much in this movie in general, like, plot-wise, <laughs> either. Alright, so we're gonna go through the storylines here one by Wait, one. Okay, but before we start, I will be I will say something um, positive. Something positive. Okay, go ahead. Danny Elfman did not do the score for no, this he movie. No, he did not. But Christopher Young, who came in to do the score for it, does an amazing job oh of not God, yeah. only mimicking 
uh, Elfman style, but kind of adding his own style to it, adding his own motifs to it, kind of developing his own themes for Sandman, for for the for the symbiote, for Harry. Um, like he does such a great job. That's one thing that upset me. There were so many times in this movie where like the music was trying to elevate it motivically just by the way that it was getting used, but what was happening on screen was so goddamn boring. <laughs> There's no way you could have saved it. John, look, Chris. Christopher Young is good. He's not John Williams, though. John Williams could save the prequels to some degree. Christopher can't lift this above. Now, what I will say about this score, though, it is so, like, well done to connect with the other ones. As a kid, I did not even realize Danny Elfman had not come out. I didn't know either. Yeah. I thought he made that symbiote theme. It's so Danny Elfman-like. He kind of, he uses similar motifs. He studied Elfman. You can tell he was like, okay, I know how to do this. No, it's close to term, like, it's not Giacchino level, obviously, but, like, it's close to it, or G, how do you say it? Giacchino. Giacchino. Michael, um, that boy. He is so good at, like, reusing themes. Like, it approaches that level of, like, sounding like the original composer, like, when he does it. Yeah. Um, and then Bill Pope, obviously, mentioning him again. again. Cinematography, amazing. Again, thing. so sad that even though the music and the visuals are working, some of the, like, the shot composition is working to try to like elevate the material of this movie, the script was not good. I mean, some specific shots to mention. The Sandman, um, when he becomes Sandman for the Dude. first time, when he's like bringing shot really well. How many, I feel, I, I think... In my notes, again, I wrote my favorite scene of the Raimi movie. So I need to actually sift through <laughs> what I said. Sift through, like, I gotta sift through, like, all the things that I call my favorite scene and figured it out. But the Sandman theme in that, too, speaking of the score. That scene, what, first off, visual effects, except for a little plasticity here and there, holds up so well in that scene. Mm. The visual storytelling in that scene, not a single word is spoken, and you know exactly what the hell is happening. Yes. Like, it's so good. And then some other shots that stood out, Spider-Man swinging in front of the American flag at the very end of the movie. Cheesy, but worked. It's cheesy, but works. It works. And then you get um, the silhouette scene where Sandman hits Venom. Always stood out to me as a kid, and I still love it now. It is love, so goddamn good. We'll get good. to that scene later, but I love how Sandman literally sees his cosmic horror beyond imagine, like be, be beyond imagination, and literally just drops him and starts walking away because it's not Spider Man. <laughs> he turned his back on that thing. He, you hold to <laughs> All right, so how we'll do this one? Different approach to the first two since first two had like through lines, like. Telling one story. Here, how we'll approach it. We'll t- we'll go through each one of the storylines, talk about them up until like they culminate, and then we'll just cover the third act at the end of this. Yeah. Okay. So first, all, first, well, well, I just yeah. wanted to start. Uh, just one more point to add. Yes. This is the worst opening narration out of the three. Yeah, it's so are. on the nose. It's so like, yep, that's me, Spider Man. I my life is all together. Like I, everyone loves. Everybody me. loves. I really <laughs> hate Peter in this movie. Yeah. I don't like it. I think Toby in this movie actually gets very close to capturing kind of like that. That uh, like um. Kind of like joyful and like like peppy Peter Parker that you want, but he goes the extra mile because he's an asshole. So it it becomes like non enjoyable. You know what I mean? But anyway, 
Start. We, that's a good starting point, though. Swinging in. <laughs> All right, as we talked about, uh, Peter is a dick to Mary Jane. So let's first talk about this love story in this. Do thing. we? Do, do, do we have? Do we have to talk about this? This one can be brief. I don't, I don't, I don't like this love story at all. I, no, it's horrible. <laughs> it's horrible. It's, horrible. it's not really a love story. It's more I, like a. It's like expressed throughout the first two breakup movies story. How much I hated yeah. about that about that relationship, and now we gotta talk about it in the worst movie. Dude. This is the worst relationship in any. I don't, of I don't, I don't think I mentioned it in the second movie, but like I just hate how like multiple times in the movies like. You know, uh, like either Mary Jane or Peter Parker, they kind of like, oh, they're ready for the relationship finally. But then like one of them goes back on their word and then like, oh, no, I can't actually do it. I was actually lying. I didn't actually feel this way. Tell and me like, you love me. <laughs> it's so stupid. I love you, Betty It's like Betty. a constant cycle. So it's, like, it's like they're beating me over the head with this like stupid, like, I don't know, cycle. It's, so it's this is like, it's, it's not good. This is the worst that the chemistry has been, which for me is saying a lot. For me personally, it's saying a lot because I don't like these two together. No, no, it's terrible. I actually, there's the thing, the one thing on these rewatch of these movies that I just absolutely hated that I didn't realize when I was a kid, just how bad the, the chemistry between <laughs> these two is. Yeah. Like, I don't know what was up. I don't know how they were being written. I don't know how they were being acted. It just doesn't work. And in this movie, it's the worst of all because they both do just the dumbest shit. They're dude. lying to each other. Well, constantly. Okay, constantly. Like, Mary Jane isn't isn't telling him about the fact that, that she got fired. fired. She's getting jealous about Peter being Spider-Man and isn't communicative of that. Isn't com communicating to him about how she's feeling about these things. Peter straight up just smacks a dude. Oh, not Max a dude. Makes a middle. Makes out with like Gwen Stacy in front of the city. He should be smarter than that. Yeah. Why the hell did he do that? And it's a girl he knows and he yeah. never had mentioned before. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And there's a connection that, there. Which so. isn't that much worse. It wasn't like some random chick. It yeah. Was, they're lying yeah. to each other. They're being mean to each other. Peter is so, they're each so self focused in this movie. Peter will not shut the hell up about himself or himself being Spider-Man. And Mary Jane is literally like, this isn't about you. It's about me. What about my feelings? Me, 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 me. They're both me, me, me. No. I will say, though, some of that Peter stuff is just him trying to be helpful. It's not just him being a dick and trying to point I mean, out. I know, but it comes off very yeah. dickish. And maybe it's just because it's Tobey Maguire. And if you've seen or read Molly's game... Yeah, and Aunt role in this movie is unfortunately relegated to the romantic subplot of this movie. They really kicked Rosemary to the curb. It just didn't have much for her to do. It's just like her giving him the Uncle ring, Ben's yeah. Uncle original Bill's ring that he had gotten. It, yeah. And uh yeah, and giving him advice about how to pursue it at the end. It's not she's not delivering the emotional through line this time. Yeah, sure. I think the problem is that there's way too many Things happening in this movie. There's not a through line in it. Anyway, but finishing and, up with Mary Jane and Peter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, going to their breakup scene. Um, how <laughs> we will talk about Harry's story. We will cover next in more detail. But just like his involvement in this. So Mary Jane tries to find comfort in Harry Osborne. <laughs> they cook some omelets. Second worst scene in this movie. Um, for, we will get to the first worst scene after this. Um, but. Put um, some omelets together with some worst. loud music. Man, he did 
not make it? He literally tried to flip the omelet. You broke it. <laughs> I'm not. Harry, Harry is a child in this movie. We're gonna talk about that in yeah, a second. Yeah, okay, he's yeah. a child. Yeah, yeah. He's a child. Um, that breakup yeah. scene is ass though. Mary Jane could have just been like, "Hey, Peter, you kicked this man's ass before. Kick his ass again." He's, he's threatening ready, you. He's threatening you. He's making me break up with you. The scene is. I don't like how I don't know Peter breaks down and he pulls out the ring and it's just uncomfortable at that point and it's never addressed again the two of them it's never addressed whether or not they get back together in the end or whether or not that ring comes into question do you think she wanted to break up with him like if she no no she didn't but she probably should Oh, yeah, yeah, she should have. Yeah. I feel like a better way of writing this is her actually dumping him. Yeah, yeah. Is how they should have written this. Not this yeah. forced conjecture type thing. Yeah. But, um, yeah. And then going up to the climax, you get Peter trying to make MJ jealous yeah. um, by bringing Gwen Stacy into the club she's now working at and you get the worst sequence i mean you got the emo spider-man dancing sequence i'm not gonna lie to you i'm not gonna but lie but then to you. you have this ballroom thing i'm about to say the most controversial thing i will ever say on this podcast that is a damn line you know it probably is <laughs> that mo- no, okay okay that dancing is ass it's the worst thing yeah. but that montage with james brown's music going over it Literally the best part of the second half of that movie. I am not. No, no, no. I'm no. I'm even talking about the third act. I'm talking about all of it. That was funny. Does it fit in the character? No, but it's goofy and it's hilarious and it's the most entertainment that that movie gave me in the second hour. So, MJ is working at this jazz club. Peter shows up. Gwen Stacy. They dance. Um, try to. Peter tries to make Mary Jane jealous. I mean, he does most of the dancing. Let's not let's not uh, <laughs> let's not lie to us. My man, Peter bro. got pool, man. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, all of a sudden, Did again, this... again, the, the the attractiveness factor. <laughs> Why does every woman love Peter Parker? Yeah. This man's his... inhibitions get blocked out for a second, and literally everyone's crawling all over. He puts his hair down a little bit, and now he's a sex magnet. It's like, Jacob, <laughs> <laughs> like, you don't understand. He's always been a sex magnet. <laughs> all right, so yeah. That scene was terrible. I left in the bathroom during that scene as a kid. And you thought you walked into the wrong theater. And I was grateful that I missed that scene. Because <laughs> it is so bad. Um, okay. Moving on to Harry's story in this movie. I, the Harry storyline. So this is, this is the payoff of two movies to build up this storyline. I hate Harry. Um, you have Harry taking the goblin serum to try to kill Spider-Man. I hate him. It is bad. Let's, let's be clear. It is, it, it's not good. It's not good. It's not good. Now, good. the action sequence at the beginning where P- Harry's trying to kill Peter. Very is good. Very that well is done. Good. That is very well done. Great chase through the streets of New York there. Yeah. And then the stakes with the ring also. Um, smaller stakes than what you're used to now in comic book fare, but it, it works. That new goblin suit is kind of ass, though. I don't hate it. He looks like Sean White. <laughs> he looks like an Olympic snowboarder. Like, he doesn't look threatening to me. What is Goblin like about that getup? Part, really part of making the getup like that was because he has that turn towards the end of the movie. And you can sell the toys, you know? Then you can have, like, Peter and Spider-Man fighting uh, together. Oh, sorry, <laughs> Peter and Harry fighting together. Peter and, Peter and Spider-Man Spider-Man. fighting each other. Yeah, yeah, fighting together is what I said. But yeah. anyway, um, so Harry bumps his head on a pipe. <laughs> 
After, no, 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 no. Uh, a puppies out of the pipe. No, 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 okay. no. Spider-Man sets up like this little trap wire or something like that. You know, above his... It, it not, he's not even like aiming for his feet. No, he's He puts that crap at head level. And this dude... Like, what? He's human. He doesn't even know he's taking the serum probably. Right? So, like, he, like, a lot of assumptions being made by Peter Parker here. And then he freaking hits the wire... Hits his head on the pipe he has down below, like three feet below, and then sm- just splat, splat. He has this very Looney Tune esque defeat moment. <laughs> yes. Um everything in the everything up until that point is good. You have that shot of Peter trying to grab the ring, great way of instilling tension, like that entire. And then you get to that moment, and it, it just becomes so cartoonishly dumb, and it doesn't get smarter after that, folks. <laughs> it never goes back up because instead of dying from that hit he just loses his memory which is probably the laziest mode of writing they could have taken with this oh, soap opera level as you said it's so dumb look it's like the only thing that Harry should have been forgetting was how to breathe alright that man should have been dead that's, that's epidermal hematoma he's dead and the doctor I wrote this well yeah, I wrote this down. The doctor calls it short-term memory loss. He acts like that a child. is long-term. <laughs> he acts like a baby. He forgets for about his father. What the hell? He, all, he, he acts like a kid for the rest of He's like, Peter, want to go play some basketball? That basketball scene gave me such the room flashbacks. It felt like, you want to go and throw a football, Mark? You want to go outside for football? And he just they're like oh talking about he's like man I gotta fix that girlfriend problem right Pete <laughs> he's Drip such a back. kid yeah. he reverts into like a baby he's like a little kid and then after MJ is over and she like kisses him and leaves the reverse Superman kiss as I like to call it yeah cause he remembers <laughs> everything he remembers everything well he, he goes in to touch the mirror where like his dad appears <laughs> And like Taggedy touches it, remembers everything. Oh um, and then yeah, then he forces MJ to break up with Peter. Then Peter effing fights him, throws a bomb in his face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love how. Okay, that's the other thing. Now that we're getting into this, pacing in this movie is atrocious. This I cannot believe this is the same director that made the first movie where you're going at breakneck speed to his origin story and still getting so much thematic richness from it. Here, it's just like, one moment to the next, this thing has the worst villain management ever. Villains will literally pop up <laughs> and then leave again at random. Harry shows up again after so long and literally the scene after, the scene after Peter gets dumped, he puts the suit back on and just kicks his ass. And then he's gone again for like 30 minutes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Oh, man. It's not good. No, it's not. It's and not that's good. it for Harry before the third act. So let us move on Wait, to... Wait, maybe there's something else I got. There's got to be something else I got to say about Harry. No, that's about it. All right. So next, we're, we're going to talk about Harry. Flint Marco's uh, arc in this oh, okay. right. and the horrible retcon they did. So let's first talk about... Uh, <laughs> the gun was in my hand. Yeah, let's talk about Flint Marco himself. Um, so I like how they introduced the character. The character the introduction scene yeah. was pretty good. Like when yeah. he's on the run um, and he breaks into his own house, mm-hmm. uh, sees his daughter while she's sleeping. Um, and then the wife yells at him. I feel yeah, that's a good character introduction. That yeah, compa- yeah. like that's 
that was on the level of the first two movies I've yeah. ever seen. You um, and the truth sitting together and having three meals a day in prison was such a yeah. great quote from that. Yeah. You see, there's that good writing. That uh, I, th- I think for. the thing with this movie, I think it's well written still. I think the issue is they tried doing too much. I yeah. feel like some of these scenes in isolation are like on the level of the first two movies, but when you put it all together, it just seems like a rushed mess. Because it's, it's like a bunch of storylines put together. So yeah, Marco... Uh, on the run from the cops, still ends up in a particle accelerator. Um, <laughs> yeah, we already talked about like the dumb scientists there. Um, the sequence. Every single villain is a result of scientific negligence. <laughs> it's probably a bird. This 200 pound change in weight in your freaking whatever the hell, testing area. Yeah. It's a bird. A little bird. Big Bird, man. <laughs> Big Bird! Sesame Street. 2001. <laughs> Seven. Crap. <laughs> Shit. So, yeah. We already talked about the scene where he becomes Sandman. Um, and then the rest of the the rest of the time, he's just trying to rob money so he can get back to his daughter. <laughs> I, I thought his motivation was stronger than that. But that's literally all he's doing. That's all he's doing. And it's 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 not great. I'm going to be real with yeah, you. Yeah, it's not. It's not. It's not. I remember liking this character a lot yes, more on, on, on previous watches of this movie, to be honest with you. Like, I still enjoy him. I still like it's Thomas Hayden Church's interpretation of the character. He doesn't have enough to do, it's the thing. He doesn't. He's here, like, again, back to bad villain management. You go in and out and in and out. You bring this villain in. He arrives. He gets decimated. He robs a bank. Peter gets the symbiote, literally kills him. He disappears for 30 minutes, and now he's back all of a sudden, and he's angry at Peter. Like, what is happening? Like, <laughs> all right, the other major thing with this character um, isn't directly involved with the character. It's the revelation that they have. So Captain uh, Stacy, uh, Gwen Stacy's father, he's also in this movie, also introduced, um, and he informs Peter and Aunt May that Flint Marco was actually the individual who ended up killing Uncle Ben. Um, and we'll talk about the resolution of this Sam, later. But. Sam, 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 this is you again. What the hell were you thinking? What were you thinking? Like, what were you <laughs> It ruins it. it it's the worst thing they could have done. It detracts from the second movie. Why? It detracts from yeah. everything that came before yeah. it. It's bad. Yeah. It's a bad choice. Yeah. It is not a good choice. There's no universe or way you could spin that in which it's a good choice. See, and I wonder if that was always in the script or if they were forced to stick that in just so Sandman would actually be connected with Peter because so much other stuff was going Everything on. Everything else was also very Because like we were saying, like throughout the first two movies, both of the villains are kind of like like semi-father figures to Peter. Yeah. And then you have just this third movie where every single villain is like really disconnected from Peter other than maybe Harry. Yeah. But like, and ugh, we're going to talk Brock. Yeah. We're going to talk Brock eventually. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's the one. But my, my thing is like, that was unnecessary. It takes away from the emotional impact. It takes away from Ben's entire arc. It takes away from Spider-Man's arc from noticing that getting revenge for Uncle Ben's death did nothing. Because he learned that in the first movie, that seeking revenge wasn't going to get him anything. Yeah. And he does it again anyway. There's no, It makes no sense. It's a re- character regression that makes no sense. Yeah. It's bad. 
Yeah, it's not like he started feeling the revenge because he was wearing the black suit. I think one of the major issues here is the black suit comes in so late. So let's move on to, like, the symbiote Uh, part. So uh, I think you were saying it. Like, we were talking about it. The first hour kind of works in this movie because you're only balancing the hairy and the Sandman stuff. And then Mary Jane. And Mary Jane. And I feel like that works. You can do two villains. But then the symbiote comes in like an hour into the movie. uh, I believe Jacob said uh, 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 Alien's really getting introduced now into the franchise and... uh, he referred to it as uh, Optimus Juge. Would you like to? <laughs> I would like not to, like to elaborate. Would you on like that. to elaborate? <laughs> Optimus Juge. All I thought of, of was like you know Transformers, like yeah, the comet. The, 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 yeah, 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 the comet from Transformers Yo, what, what is, and the Michael. What is, what is Shut up. <laughs> what is Juge? Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. No, but yeah, uh, it's very coincidental <laughs> that the symbiote lands right next to him while he's making out with Mary Jane, that it clings to him as he's leaving, and that it doesn't. <laughs> back yes. again until like like half an hour later it comes back and like he puts the suit on and he realizes the suit is bad so he takes it off and then he like goes to another chunk of the movie without it and he puts it back it's like it doesn't need to be there it's another ba- part of this balancing act that doesn't add to anything it's pointless and not only that it also gives this movie an, an excuse to introduce Eddie Brock who oh, is man. the worst character the worst in the entire character. trilogy is he, is he introduced at like the Spider-Man parade thing or like no he's introduced no. in the scene when uh, Gwen Stacy's uh, saved by Spider-Man oh yeah yeah, yeah the yeah, worst yeah, character too. introduction ever oh, oh my god that's Gwen I wonder what she's doing up there. How do you know my daughter? Oh, well, we were talking about this. I, I'm dating your daughter. It's the worst. <laughs> they introduced three characters in that scene, if you think about it. They introduced Eddie Brock, Captain Stacy, Gwen Stacy. There was no reason to introduce so many new characters into this movie. Like, I don't understand why they're like, okay, we can introduce villains. We can introduce these side characters. We're going to throw Gwen Stacy in there for some random reason. Yeah. Yeah. Gwen Stacy's sole purpose in the comics at this point in time was literally just to die. Like, that was it. Yeah. Granted, her character this, has grown this a lot. Before Spider Gwen, yeah. I think. Yeah. Her character has grown a lot since then, like massively since then. But that's but like, disconnected from Peter Parker directly, I guess. Yeah. She's become like her own parallel universe, I guess. Yeah. But that's a completely different she story. She doesn't need to be in this movie. I'm no. sorry, Bryce. You should not have gotten that yeah. paycheck. <laughs> no, she's bad in this. Yeah, she's not. Like, bad. in the sense that they didn't give her enough to do. Like, I don't think she's a bad actress. And oh, no. I Bryce think, is great. I just think, like, the story for the character was bad. In this. There's not really a story there for There isn't much. She's just literally... The girl Eddie Brock's dating, and then the girl that's introduced so Peter has that girl he can use to make Mary Jane jealous. And also to make Eddie angry. Eddie angry. You don't like Eddie when he's angry. So, yeah. We talked about the symbiote. Uh, Eddie a bit... I mean, Eddie, like, tries to pass off a picture that Peter took and then add, like stolen goods next to it to make it look like Spider-Man stole stuff um, so he could get the staff job at the Daily Bugle. Just an entire storyline that did not have to be there. He's he's antagonistic for no reason either. He's a dick the whole time. He shows up in his first scene he's like, Peter, Parker isn't great at taking your photos, Spider-Man. He kind of sucks. Like, he hates Peter for no reason from the get-go. He just, just wants jealousy. to take his job yeah, for yeah. no reason. It's a bad character. Yeah, he's just jealous. It's man. a poorly written character, all right? All right, so all these storylines converge in the third act of this movie when uh, Venom and Sandman team up to kidnap Mary Jane 
hold her up on a construction site. Well, we gotta talk about the wait before we get to the third yeah. act. We gotta talk about the scene that Eddie becomes Venom. All right, I mean, because if, if we're gonna skip that completely, like okay, sorry. How does, how, does, how does Venom show up? I you know love, I, mean? I love, I love how in the scene where where Peter's confronting Eddie about stealing his photo, he's literally just like, "Hey, you want forgiveness? Get religion." And two minutes later, this man is in a church begging Jesus Christ to kill Peter Parker, <laughs> which is the third time in this in this in this trilogy that Raimi has taken religion and made just a huge joke out of it for a moment. I love it. It's hilarious. Yeah. I don't know why he's doing it though. But then Eddie hears like screaming coming from the bell tower, right? You know, because Spider just Peter yeah. Parker's there trying to like you gotta wonder separate himself from the symbiote. You gotta wonder from from Eddie's perspective, yeah. is the symbiote a a, a gift from God? Because oh, he, that's he, a good question. he a good prayed question. to God to, for <laughs> Peter Parker to die, and then all of a sudden he's given the ability to kill Peter Parker. That's God. That's Jehovah right And he, there. he finds out Peter Parker is Spider-Man in that scene. Yeah. Really, so uh, it's, it's so weird. Peter? Yeah, Peter? And then like, that's yeah. you? Gets the symbiote, doesn't really even complain about it. Like, he's just okay with it. <laughs> like, he never once said, the like, symbiote Peter Parker dropped this weird, like, that. liquid alien thing on me, and now I'm like, Venom or this. Like, he doesn't say anything about that shit. He's just okay with it. Yeah, he turns into Venom, and then he's dead within 20 minutes. Yeah. What's it? <laughs> yeah. I love how the symbiote doesn't react to him the same way. Like, Peter just became, like, an asshole for now. I'm going to put some yeah, dirt in your eye. a huge mouth with, a, like, a long-ass tongue, like, for just no randomly reason, for no yeah. reason. Just, just because it's Venom, you know, from the comics. It took an hour for the symbiote to show up, and it ruins the movie, like, effectively. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. exactly, exactly. The, the symbiote had no... No business being in this movie. Also, do you think the uh, think the black suit represents anything? What do you mean? It represents like the fall of man. <laughs> We're telling the biblical stuff in here. That why was it in this movie? I'm just trying to make sense of that. Okay, I don't know. why is it here? Okay. Shut up about Avi. All right, so yeah, it is Avi or Oswald. So jumping back. To where I was before. But, but before you get there, you gotta also talk about how. Bernard, we gotta turn about Bernard. I am gonna get there. I am gonna get there. Bernard and MJ also. Like, oh yeah, yeah. MJ okay, so Venom and Sandman team up. They take Mary Jane. They kidnap her. Right. So Peter goes to Harry to try to get him to fight with him, and you find out uh, Harry's face uh, has his gnarly scar from when. How long did he have to heal? That's a good question. Or maybe it cauterized immediately. Who knows? I remember. He looks like, you know what that scar looks like? It looks like he had a good-ass nap. Like, that's what, it looks like he fell asleep, like, awkwardly on his arm. And that's like the those, those are just markings? It literally just looks like he had a good-ass nap. The eye doesn't look like Okay, that. yeah, no. The eye looks blind. <laughs> no, he lost his vision in he that eye. He lost his vision. Okay, oh, so God. then... Peter chose, woke up and chose violence. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he refuses to go with Peter. And then you get this scene where the butler... Um, that shall not be compared with Alfred. Thank you. Um, Bernard, which I'm calling it Bernard because I disrespect him so much. Uh, where Bernard uh, tells Harry that he cleaned his father's wound and it, the wound came from the glider. 
Um, and he had seen things in the house that he would tell no one. And I'm like, why wait till now? Yeah, yeah. Harry, I'm going to wait until Harry is blind in one night. <laughs> now that you've ruined your life effectively, lost all your friends, and half your face has been blown to kingdom come, I'm here to tell you that your father killed himself with his own glider. He suicided, okay? You are not fighting for anything worth it. I love you, just as your father did. It's like, what does it that even know? My father you... didn't love me. <laughs> That's what he should have said. He yeah, exactly. should have been like, if you love me as much as my father, you hated my exactly. guts. <laughs> That's why you didn't tell me shit. Don't tell me shit. Bernard is too earth old to be working, first off. Second off, worthless. That man should have said some, should have said some shit from the start, dude. Yeah. It feels weird. His conclusion feels like force. It's, it's, ah, it's almost like he's only there for that scene. And I feel like that scene is one of the worst pieces of writing. I, yeah, I, I don't want to say ever, but it, it's up there. It is bad. It's bad. It is bad. <laughs> it's a bad decision. It's a bad decision yeah. um, for how to approach that. Um, Harry should have found out earlier. Yeah. But then if he does find out earlier... Then he doesn't go through this arc. I feel like Sam Raimi realized halfway through that, oh, Harry should have known already. But, like, he's like, too late now. From the first movie, I was saying that Harry is an absolute effing idiot to even think that Spider-Man killed this man. In what way? The stab wounds? When has Spider-Man been known to stab his victim? should have been something where, like, Harry's like, oh, my God, my father was sick and Spider-Man Instead of helping him, fought him, and that led to his death. Maybe that line of logic would have worked better. That would have made a lot more sense. Sam, listen, if you remake Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> you remake Spider-Man 3? No. Yeah. You know what also said? This movie had some of the best villains. No, not this movie. This trilogy <laughs> had some of the best villains ever put to comic book screen. What the yep. hell happened in this last nah, movie? Nah. Too much. <laughs> That's what happens. So yeah. All right. Then we gotta get, we gotta speed around this because I think oh, we're yeah. out of time. Yes. Yes, we are. Right. Um. So anyway, we get to the final confrontation. All right. Yep. Um. Peter fights Sandman. Venom loses badly. Harry yeah. shows up, helps him, um, and they are able to take down Sandman together, save Mary Jane, and then Venom. Like, well, not this isn't Venom because he doesn't even say we. He never refers to himself as we. So I'm gonna call it. Eddie. Eddie, Eddie with a long tongue and huge mouth. Black Eddie. Wait, Bl- no, 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 is about to impale Spider-Man, impales Harry instead, throws him down. So Harry's on the edge of death. Meanwhile, Venom is defeated by Spider-Man, blows him up. You know, Spider-Man yeah. defeats him. Eddie <laughs> stupidly decides to die with Venom. That was a, that is a cool scene though. Before that, we're just stabbing, we're stabbing the, poles. the ground with yeah. the poles and like and smacking, like them, smacking like, them and That's, that's awesome. Is, yeah, awesome. Immediately ruined by the fact that Eddie Brock is literally the worst villain uh, that I've probably seen in any comic book movie. <laughs> this man utters the line, "I like being bad." It makes me. Happy. Happy. Eddie Brock. I don't. I. I can't say anything else. Yeah. That's some. That. He's. A, <laughs> this. He's pointless. What else? 
On my notes here, I also wrote that the real villain of this movie is Peter Parker. <laughs> True. I mean, like... Yes. He literally creates every bad situation for himself. Like, he creates all these enemies. Like, this is this is him. This is him. This is, he's just a bad guy throughout this entire movie. I think um, seconded only by Bernard, uh, villain of the entire trilogy. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah, keeping that information to himself. Yeah. Selfish of him, Didn't right? tell anyone about that. Jesus Christ. No, that's good. No, it's fine. No one died because of that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah no, no one put in right. danger. Two strong scenes here towards the end. Uh, Flint Marco and Peter Parker confronting each other. Yep. And then Harry Osborn's death. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Both well done. Both, Both very well done. well done. Very emotional. Yeah. Like, very emotionally resonant. Now, even though I don't like the retcon, I feel like they still handled it pretty you know, well. And even though I don't like Harry, you yeah. know, that scene, you made me, made me feel something <laughs> for him, you know? Even though I, I do not like Harry Osborn or James Franco for that matter, you know? <laughs> it worked out in the end. Um... I guess before we finish this up, like, just a few last just miscellaneous comments. Yeah, go ahead. There is literally so many shots in this in this trilogy of Spider-Man falling with another villain and just kicking his ass on the way down. Like <laughs> Way too many. There's, like, six well, in this movie. Many. I'm not complaining about those. There's, like, six in this movie. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's, like, six. One with each villain. Um... <laughs> Let's see. Not a single villain has a good motivation. JJ is hilarious in this movie, as always. I really love the blood pressure scene at the beginning. But Benny's just freaking effing with him. Um, let's see. Anything else? Um, oh, Dick, Dickovich. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Dickovich. He, he, like, drops, he, no, he drops the dude. He drops a bomb. He drops a bar. Um, yeah. Nugget of truth. Nugget of truth. I am yeah. good man. You are good woman. Exactly. That is true. How much oh, pussy do you think he pulled with that line? <laughs> <laughs> That's all you need to know. Right. That's all you need to know. That man has children running all over Russia because of that line. Jesus. I'm 100% sure of it. All right. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, the ending. Let's just the talk ending, about the yeah. yeah. Can we talk about uh, JK's last scene like with the camera? God, like, that's sad. I can't believe that's his last last scene is J. Jonah Jameson. It's I, funny. I hadn't thought about him that. Him paying like a little girl $100 for a camera without film. Yeah. I think that's funny. <laughs> that's, that's great. Should have just stole it back. <laughs> and we get a pretty somber ending compared to the first two. Yeah, it doesn't feel like the ending of a trilogy or a series, honestly. I disagree. I feel, I, like, <laughs> I feel like it wraps it up pretty well, you know? I don't know. It feels like empty. For me, there's not much of like there, there's it's somber but hopeful, and I feel like I don't know. That there's works. still too many loose ends. It's clear that they wanted to make another movie and they just couldn't. Yeah. Um, but like I don't know, man. I don't know. It doesn't feel like an ending. I don't want to end it with these three villains. Final thoughts of the trilogy. Go, I guess. Just in general. Yeah, just in general. Um, I think overall a pretty solid trilogy. Very good first two movies, weighed down by a kind of a bad third one also last last little thing uh that was the most chill grand theft auto i've ever seen on film which which uh, like, oh when marco kicking oh yeah, right yeah. Out of it. <laughs> he was like hey buddy i mean and then he kills him yeah. by accident by accident the well, gun was in his hand tap on the shoulder you know he had seven bullet wounds in him yeah. I, I i can't see how that's an accident <laughs> <laughs> no but like it's the dumbest reason to shoot him on accident. He turned around while still holding the gun. It's things like that that bring this third movie down. Like, I'd say, like, the first two movies for me are both about, like, an 8 out of 10. 
Okay. I'd say second one's closer to a nine, probably like yeah. an 8.8. Yeah. I'd give first one closer to an eight, and this one is probably like a six, <laughs> six a and five. a half. Maybe even a Yeah, five. I don't blame you for a five. All right, what do you think? <laughs> I'd say a six for this movie. Six, okay. Uh, eight for the first two. Probably eight and a half for, for, for Spider-Man 2, honestly. And then you, Jacob? I'd, I'd go with like a, the same rating. I'd say uh, maybe a five or a four out of ten for the third one. Uh, first movie, I think, is uh, like a seven out of ten. And second movie, probably like an eight, eight and a half. So. And rank-wise, I mean, clearly, Spider-Man 2, Spider-Man, then this one, right? Yeah. yeah. Spider-Man 3. Last. Yeah. Yeah, also, think... shout out Hal Fishman. Uh, who Jacob insulted not knowing that he was dead uh, for having the name Hal Fishman. Um, <laughs> Bro, okay. I mean, shout out to the Fishman estate. Uh, <laughs> we'll send you a fruit basket. Yeah, so All right, and that is it for this episode. Um, so I ended up running a little long. A little long. We'll um, probably divide this up into yeah, a few episodes in the end of the day. Yeah. Because it lasted, like, we could get a few episodes out yeah, of this, honestly. And then, yeah, next time we will talk about the amazing Spider-Man movies. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, yeah, all the problems those have. And but all, all the problems all the, they don't have. All the strengths they have as well. I prefer, I'm going to just say, I prefer Andrew over Toby. You can sue me. You can kill me. And that <laughs> will be an interesting debate for next time. All right. <laughs> all right. Uh, well, have sweet dreams. Yeah, you know, we need a good outro for this. I'm always watching you, wherever you go. Have a good day! (laughs) There we go. Perfect. Uh,